another episode of Becca and Millhaven. Just saying, I'm Tom Becca. And I'm a McGraw Millhaven. Those stories and more on Just Saying. There you go. All right. All right. How's your week, Ben? I got some sad news. Uh, did you ever meet my buddy, Phil Menino? Yeah, yeah, he owned a grocery store in St. Louis. I, I Actually, know. that's his brother, Carmen oh. Menino. And then his sister, Josephine, owns or runs the bar underneath. And then they had another brother. They had a couple other brothers and sisters. But one of the brothers was Phil Menino. He was a uh, teamster, drove a truck for, um, uh, drove a truck for Anheuser-Busch here in town for years. So we, we became friends, and he, um, he passed away over the weekend. And... Um, it's really very funny. He has three older daughters and I have a, you know, new daughter. And I w- we were talking about being a, he was sort of helping me out, like, you know, what to expect being a father of daughters. And at one point I said to him, you know, well, the kid talking about my daughter and he stops me right there. And he says, don't ever call her a kid. She's your daughter. And I was like, well, it was old school. Um, and so anyway, he passed away. I got a funny story if you want to hear it. Well, uh, I would hope so. I mean, you know, so far we're starting off the show on kind of a downer. Sorry. You no, know? I mean, you, 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 uh, you know, you calling your, you're calling your lovely daughter, you know, just dismissing her by calling her a kid, you know, a friend of yours dying, you know, if you got a funny story here to lighten this up a little bit. So a couple of weeks ago, um, maybe a couple of months ago now, he, uh, he's diagnosed with lung cancer. So he goes into the hospital and he has one round of chemo. And then he gets COVID. So they put the chemo on hold and they start working on the COVID. Well, he gets really bad. Oh boy, this and- is, I, can, I can tell this is a story that's a laugh riot already. He got <laughs> cancer. He got chemo. He got COVID. Oh, man, you know how to tell a story. He was playing all the hits. Yeah. So, so they put him into uh, a coma, like a self-induced coma. Oh, it just, oh, oh, stop my ribs. Oh, oh boy. Oh, God. Oh, oh. So, so he's had COVID, cancer, and in a coma. My God, all the C words. Oh, geez. Oh. Are you finished? Are you finished? So, so that day so on the radio show you know i'm giving updates and please pray for my buddy phil and whatever else so one day for whatever reason channel five comes over and has to interview me for something right so channel five interviews me and then they air it that night at five o'clock i get a text message from him at like 502 and he says Oh, my goodness, I just saw your ugly mug on Channel 5. You woke me straight up out of a coma. <laughs> You're so ugly, you woke me right up out of my coma. <laughs> uh, you know, it, it, it's true that he had a good sense of humor there towards the end, you know? It's, uh... Well, he survived. I mean, he got out. He got out, and he was on the mend. And um, saw him, I don't know, two weeks or so ago. And um, just a good old timer. Just a good, just, you know, one of those good old timers. And uh, for whatever reason, his heart gave out over the weekend. Uh, well, for whatever reason, my goodness. You just well, listed all these different a- uh, ailments that he had. Yeah, it could have been one of many. For whatever reason, at, one of many. He looked at me and, you know, that was the end. Yeah, well. Anyway, I like to dedicate today's podcast. I like to dedicate today's podcast to my friend Phil. And I will dedicate mine to uh, former Congressman Brad Ashford uh, here in uh, 
Omaha and uh, District 2. Uh, Brad Ashford was uh, a congressman. He was a state senator. He was a city councilman. He was, uh, you know, one of the good guys in politics. Brad would always work across the aisle. Uh, he was a Republican that switched over to the Democratic Party, and uh, but he was a very uh, moderate uh, Democrat, which means that the Democrats and the Republicans both hated him. Uh, but uh, no, actually, everybody liked Brad. He was a good guy, and uh, he passed away after dealing with a, a brain tumor, a uh, cancerous brain tumor, for the last couple of months. If only you'd been on the TV here, McGraw, you might still be around today. I'm well, just, well, I'm just saying, if you can bring, you know, your buddy out of a trauma, I'm just wondering. Oh, if, oh, I see, oh, oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pay attention, okay? I'm, I'm trying to go along with the... <laughs> if you would have saw my face, I might have cured him of his illness. Yeah, whatever. No, no, actually, I'm seeing your face now, and I've lost the will to live. <laughs> oh, jeez. Okay, so, but... What's going on with politics in Nebraska, man? Oh. You got this poor, this poor conservative who's being beat up on by these rhinos claiming that he assaulted women as claiming that he put his hand up these women's skirts i mean what kind of rhinos do you have up there this poor guy's being assaulted why doesn't stand up uh, somebody stand up for this poor guy okay so people that don't know the story we have a guy running for governor charles w herbster this man has notoriously said he would rather be loyal to donald trump than be governor of nebraska he is running to be the governor of Nebraska. Matter of fact, Trump is coming to town uh, week from Friday. So, uh, yeah, so that, that, not that drama. But anyway, so this guy, this guy is a Trumper. He brags about being with Trump on January 6th. I mean, this guy is a Trumper, and he's running for office. Well, a story came out last week about uh, these uh, what is it, seven women. Uh, no, yeah, seven or eight women. That have uh, said that uh, they were inappropriately touched all by liberals. Charles W. All liberals. Oh, tell my, all by uh, Charles W. Herbster. And so this is coming out. Uh, only one initially came and put her name to it. The others didn't want to have their names attached because they were fear of retribution. They were fear of you know you know just a rich, powerful man, uh, you know, hurting their careers and stuff like that. But uh, today, three other uh, witnesses, people that saw it happen. Have come forward and attached their names to it. So, Wait a minute, saw his hand go up this woman's skirt. Yeah, yeah, or grabbed some other woman's butt or acted inappropriately to some other woman. Yeah. Well, so now you have the governor of Nebraska who's gone rhino, claims to be a Republican, clearly he's not, um, agreeing with the women here. I mean, it isn't like they, they, uh, they accused Andrew Cuomo. I mean, Andrew Cuomo could do these things, but not a Republican. You know, your, your sarcasm is just way, 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 way too thick. Really? Yeah. Yeah. I thought it was uh, quite brilliant myself. Oh, do you know? Do you? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Pete Ricketts, the Republican governor, who, uh, you know, is part of the uh, Ricketts fortune family there. Uh, they tried to buy a soccer. Did you see that? The Ricketts family tried to buy a soccer team in, uh, in England. Uh, I don't know. I don't follow soccer because I'm an American. But... Um, <laughs> Uh, but he, he tried to buy a soccer team in England that was owned by a Russian oligarch who like said, I'll get rid of it because of Russians invading Ukraine. So uh, he's selling the team and the Ricketts family wanted to buy it. But the people in England got all upset because Joe Ricketts, the patriarch of the family, uh, was outed putting out some like really nasty anti-Muslim 
emails and stuff. And uh, Joe Ricketts is he's not a warm, fuzzy guy. And uh, so the people in England went and made a big stink about it. And so now the Ricketts family, who own the Chicago Cubs, are uh, backing out of buying this uh, soccer team there in England. But anyway, so, uh, hold on a second. It's it's okay to have an anti-Muslim sem- sentiment and own the Cubs, but not the, the soccer team. Evidently so. Yes. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, mm-hmm. and actually, in fairness, it's the Ricketts. Uh, Ricketts kids that own the, the the team. I mean, they use you know dad's money to do it, but I don't think I don't think dad really has much of a say in the Cubs. Well, if the Muslim threw like ninety eight miles an hour from the left hand side, I'd be all right with his religion. Again, again, sarcasm here. You're you're you're, you're treading on on some thin ice here. You know, going after you know people's religions. You know, with your sarcasm. I'm not. No, I'm in favor of the Muslim. If you I know you it. are, I know you are. I know you're just saying that. Yeah, we we make exceptions, much like with illegal immigrants. We make exceptions uh, for for some people. Yeah, yeah, especially if they're like can run and jump really well. Yeah, if we had, if then we they had, can uh, take Americans' jobs. Yeah, if we had had some, uh, somehow we somehow we find somehow we find a way to get a, uh, a southpaw, like you said, they throw ninety eight mile an hour fastball. We seem to be able to find that, ways to get them into the country legally. But uh, if you're looking for farm workers, getting them in the country legally, no, we can't have that. Because they'll be taking American jobs. Yeah. And and and, uh, and Indian coder, come on in. But, you know, a migrant worker from Mexico, stay out. You're ruining America. But anyway, so the story here is we got uh, a Trumper. Uh, matter of fact, Donald Trump is coming in to uh, do a rally for him. And we got him coming into town, Trump coming into town for Charles W. Herbster, who's been accused of uh, groping these women and putting uh, his hand up their skirt and doing other things uh, to them, acting inappropriately, you know, of course, all the while preaching, you know, that he's a, a good, good, God-fearing Christian man. And he's saying that it's, uh, you know, the liberal media and uh, the uh, the same people that are going after, the, went after Donald, the same people that went after Donald Trump, the same people that went after Brett Kavanaugh. Yes, this man is such a victim. The same people uh, that went after Denny Hastert, too, I bet. Uh, well, Denny Hastert. Yeah, I mean, that, that, yeah, well, here's the thing. Well, this brings up an interesting question. And I, and I do mean that I'm not trying to dismiss bad behavior from Herbster or any other politician, you know, that acts inappropriately. But, but I mean, how perfect do you have to be to run for office anymore? You know, I mean... Look, I have hugged women. I don't think I've ever act, like actually acted inappropriately, but I've you know I've I've seen a woman. Oh, how are you? And I give him a hug. You know, I don't like touch him in 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 any inappropriate places. I give him a hug. Is that okay? You know, I mean, what you know if you're a, you know they made a big deal about Biden, you know, sniffing women's hair and stuff. You know, I think I mean, it's the I think it's the hypocrisy of the whole thing, right? You how dare you look at Andrew Cuomo? Andrew Cuomo is a, a disgusting human being. Oh, by the way, let me run my hand up this woman's skirt. Right? Oh, it's yeah. I'm I'm all about family values. Let me have three women on the side while I pay for prostitutes. It's the it's the hypocrisy of the whole thing. It's my team. It's, as long as it's my team doing it, it's like well, okay, it's not so bad when our guys do it. You know, but that's it. It's like yeah, the liberal media now and the and uh, the uh, establishment are coming after him. He's a victim. He's a victim for allegedly doing all this stuff. Which, well, that's uh, the same thing. That's the senator's race here in Missouri. They got this Eric Reitens who had to step down as governor because the story came out that he tied up his hairstylist. Now his wife 
is coming out and saying all the things that were said about him are true. He beat up his kid. I've divorced him. I moved to Austin, Texas. I want to have the child custody hearings in Texas because even though he's running for U.S. Senate, he's really not in Missouri. And I live in Texas. We should have the hearing down here. And of course, he claims it's a Mitch McConnell and uh, George Soros funded, um, you know, campaign to out him. And it's like, really? It's just so absurd. By the way, I mean, I mean, I know that, you know, George Soros is a you know, very wealthy dude and that. But, you know, you would think that if he was had all this stuff going on behind the scenes, wouldn't you want to speak out a little bit and just be a little bit more vocal about what his views are? I mean, you know, we hear all this George Soros is this bad guy stuff, but would you know George Soros if you saw him walking down the street? Well, they're not George Soros funded. They're Koch brothers funded. That's who they are. Another one. You got to have your boogeyman. Kind of a slow news week. Not, not, not a lot of uh, bad guys doing anything for Easter weekend. Oh, uh, well, I don't know. What about, what about the Disney culture wars? I'm confused by this whole story. I don't understand. Don't say gay. And why are they banning math books with critical race theory? What does math have to do with critical race theory? Because it's a good boogeyman to go after these liberals. You know, the whole, it's, it's just ridiculous. I mean, I know that, that some of them don't like the common core math. All right. But they can't really tell you why they don't like the common core math. They just know they don't like the common core math. You know, they, they don't know. They don't know that what critical race theory really is. They just know they're against it. And then we can't be teaching it to third graders or kindergartners or people in prenatal care. You know, I mean. Oh, but hold on a second. Common core math was like the basics. It was, they, they had a basic set of facts in all the core curriculums, common core curriculum, and 50 governors signed off on it. So that was that every kid by the third grade would know this. Every kid by the fourth grade would know fractions. Every kid, so they don't want that uniformity, but they don't want the you know, critical race theory taught in which no one's teaching anyway. I don't know what these people want. They just want to be angry. I mean, that really is it. It just seems they just want to be angry and against anything a Democrat suggests. There's a very, uh, I don't know if you've seen this viral video that's drawn out about this, um, uh, like, uh, I don't know if he's a trucker or a rancher or what he is in Texas, but he's a Texas guy. And he is pissed. I mean, he is just PO'd. And he just rants about, because, you know, they had the, uh, for a short-lived time there, uh, they had uh, the trucks blocking the southern border. Yeah. And this guy is just livid saying how the Republicans are trying to, you know, they're trying to cause inflation. They're trying to disrupt the supply chain. They they don't want things to get better because they want to use this as a weapon in the elections, which is a valid argument. You know, I mean, you know, how many how many Republicans you see trying to work with the Biden administration to try to find a way to improve the supply chain, find a way to deal with inflation, find a way. To, I mean, all, all you hear are the complaints. Where do you hear the people that are saying we're working together to fix this? Do you, do you hear any of that? No. Well, actually, if you talk about immigration, they very easily could solve some of these problems. Right. But they don't they don't want to. It's it's easier to to bash the other guy over the head with. Right. We, we talk about, I mean, we need to know, do we need coders in this country? Do we need doctors in this country? Do we need, um, you know, day laborers? Do we need migrant workers? What, what do we need to grow the company and to grow the country? None of that 
we just sort of bash each other's head in over the whole thing. They could solve many of these problems. They just choose not to. Oh, yeah, because because it's such a great uh, political wedge issue. Yeah. You know, and, and it's a, it, both sides, you know, will, will do it. I mean, because they both use it to raise money. and to, to Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but yeah, but you're right. I mean, something as simple as DACA, which about 88, was it like 88, 89% of the American people support, uh, you know, giving these children that are brought across the border illegally, support giving them at least, if not a path to citizenship, at least let them be here legally right. so they can work and live, raise a family and all that, right? I mean, 88, 89%, I mean, that, uh, just a vast majority of people approve of this, and you, and you can't get the House and the Senate to agree on it. You can't get them, as even now with the Democrats in charge, you can't get the House and Senate to find a way to make this work. It well, just blows my mind. Again, if, again, Tom, you don't get it. If those children of uh, immigrants who were brought here were really good football players or really good baseball players, we'd find a way to make them legal. Oh, but they're criminals, McGraw. They're criminals. <laughs> not. <laughs> yeah, not think about, think about the Cuban. Think about the Cuban baseball players, right? Who defect, who get on a boat and sort of come to our shore, right? And and they're uh, they're uh, um, political refugees, right? They're brought in and given million dollar contracts to to play baseball. If you're a migrant worker from Mexico, saying, you know, I'm a political prisoner, come save me. But they'll take your children away from you and lock you up into a cage for six months while your case is is being adjudicated. Yeah, it's, you know it's yeah. ridiculous. Wow. Okay, so anyway, let's so let's get back to this whole Disney boycott culture war thing, okay? Because because I, I find this fascinating. For one thing, aren't these the same people that were uh, like whining and bitching about cancel culture, and now they want to shut down Disney? They want to shut down Disney, and of course, Disney owns pretty much everything. So if you're going after Disney, you're also going after Marvel. You're actually going after what? After ABC. Uh, you know, you're going after a gazillion other things. The, all the, the theme parks uh, all over the country, all over the world. I mean, yeah. You know, and, and here's the thing. This is what frustrates me about the whole, quote, unquote, don't say gay thing. Okay. I, I can agree. I can agree if the argument is that, look, a kid in second grade, first grade, you know, kindergarten, they're not, they're not ready to discuss and to learn all about alternative lives, okay? Alternative lifestyles. They're, they're not ready to learn about that. On the other hand, if a kid comes to school and they have two mommies or two daddies, they should be able to talk about their parents the same way that a heterosexual kid, a kid with heterosexual parents could talk about that. You know, and, and so it seems to be a rather simple solution. Why does it have to get so convoluted? Well, how many first graders are talking about gays? Well, no, look, but how, there are first grade kids that are going to school that have, you know, gay parents. Well, I, is does the rule say the kids can't talk about their gay parents? Well, the rules is that the teachers can't acknowledge their gay parents. You know, so they don't recognize them. They're like, "Hi, I don't recognize you. Who are you? I don't like, know who you are." Yeah, I, I mean, I guess that I understand it. Mr. I understand Jones, it, I'm sorry, I don't recognize you. Yeah, it's like it's like, oh yeah, we really can't talk about your parents, there, Billy. You know. You know, here's the interesting thing. Why don't you let the individual school districts handle this themselves? Hence, the local control. Well, they would, say it's a state, they would say it's a state issue, so it's you know, it's not. 
totally local control. Yeah, I, I, the, the whole, I, but, but the guy in Florida wants to ban 42 math books because of critical race theory. I don't understand what critical race theory and what it has to do with math. Math is the most objective subject. If he wanted to make a stink, why didn't he, you know, cancel the history book or the science book? The math book? That didn't make any sense. Man, they've already, haven't they already canceled the history books? And the oh, okay. Social study that's books? That's, and, that's yeah. the only books that are left. Yeah, right. yeah. I was like, okay, fine. You know, now we're, now we're going to cancel the stamp, your, your stamp books. You know, we, uh, you know, just it's, it's ludicrous. It is ludicrous. I mean, I don't know. And, and, and how do you bring sanity back once it's gone this far? Oh, no. Sanity is long gone. We have no, we have no hope. Can you have sanity in the age of social media and 24-hour news cycles? Can we talk um, Elon Musk? Well, sure, in a minute. I thought... Okay. Oh, have we moved on? I guess we've moved on. Have we, have we beat this dead horse enough, or, or, or can we move on? Well, no. You, evidently, you want to talk about Elon Musk, so the floor is yours, sir. Well, I thought we just transitioned nicely into social, social media. Well, that's <laughs> too late for that, but uh, we, can <laughs> we can move on. I love these idiots who want Elon Musk to take over Twitter so he can give them back their free speech rights. Do these idiots know that they don't derive their free speech rights from Elon Musk or Twitter? I mean, are they that stupid? Um, yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, All right. Are. Next topic. <laughs> yeah, next topic. Yeah. I mean, that, that's your question. No, here, and here's the thing. And Elon Musk says, I'm going to bring back, bring back free speech. Oh, yeah? Uh, what, what happens if, if like one of the Kardashians or like a Mark Cuban or, or Jeff Bezos or somebody like that starts tweeting out all this uh, threatening stuff against uh, uh, Elon Musk? Well, uh, will they, uh, will Elon Musk or anybody for that matter, you know, putting out, and that I am suggesting this, by the way, I'm not suggesting anybody threaten Elon Musk, not in the least, but if he owns a company and there's abusive, threatening text addressed at him or his family members, or, or, you know, you know, some of the, something that's going to get him sued, you don't think he's going to go and block those people? Of course he will. But you can't. You cannot look. You cannot have the wild, wild, wild west like that. But I don't understand. They're screaming free speech, but then not giving Twitter their free speech rights. Right? It's a it's a weird place to scream that you're being infringed upon while infringing on somebody else's rights. Well, right? I mean, I mean, they're saying Twitter doesn't have the right to block people. You know, stores and businesses have a right not to serve all sorts of people. Well, here's the other thing. Here's the other thing. If indeed, if uh, if Twitter was really doing this kind of censoring, how are these people getting their tweets out where they're complaining about the censoring that Twitter is doing? Well, but Twitter is not a governmental entity. I know. Look, I'm with you on this. I'm aware. It's just so, I mean, they scream and yell that the Constitution is the greatest document in the world and then have no idea what's inside of it. Well, that's just it. Somebody asked me the other day, this uh, a Republican campaign operative, uh, asked me if I support uh, voter ID. And I said, well, quite honestly, I'd much rather support voter IQ. <laughs> because, you know, because, I mean, you're right. I mean, you, you have candidates running for mayor 
who are running on the th- I'm pro-life or I'm pro-choice. I'm sorry, no mayor has anything to do with the abortion issue. It doesn't matter what the hell you think, you know? You know, it's like, you know, it's like, well, um, you know, the courts can do this. No, they can't. Well, the president can do this. No, he can't. Well, why doesn't the Congress do this? Well, because that's not in their jurisdiction, whatever it might be. They don't understand the separation of powers. They don't understand how the system's supposed to work. And as such, they get all wound up saying that the election was stolen, although there's no proof of that. They get all wound up uh, on, on the critical race theory and math classes. You know, I mean, I mean, what, 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 like, was, is the word problem something like a, an oppressive white male? Uh, <laughs> puts three African-Americans in a jail cell, you know, two of them get paroled. How many are left? I mean, what, what is, I mean, is that, is that what they're banning? I don't understand. I mean, what, what, what the hell are they, are they doing with using CRT as a way to, you know, ban math books? I also love these school districts that are like, uh, we're not teaching this graduate level theory course in fifth grade, fifth grade science. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Well. Yes, you are. Oh, or how about the people who want to ban the books but give their kids a phone? How much porn can a fifth grader watch on his phone? Right? I mean, it's it's astronomical. You're giving the guy and the kid a slot machine full of he can have drugs delivered to his house via drug dealers and the, just the, the the amount of the amount of destruction you're giving your son or daughter with a smartphone. And yet, heaven forbid, some obscure book in a local library you're all upset over. You know, in a strange way, I feel sorry for those kids with the phones like that. Because think of it. Okay, you're right. They can download all the porn they want on that phone. They don't have the joy of sneaking out and finding, you know, you know, your your uncle's playboys, you know, or. Or, or being able to get a hold of one, having a having a buddy that has an older brother that uh, was able to buy you a copy, you know the the joy of the joy of looking at the bra ads in a J.C. Penny catalog. The kids don't have that same joy, and perhaps I've shared too much. <laughs> Your older brother bought you a Playboy. That's, I had a friend that had older brothers that, that, that did that. Yeah. That's creepy. How old were you when you saw your first naked lady? Uh. Pictures, I mean, not yeah, like your uh, mom. Uh, yeah, no, I know. I, know, I was hoping you were thinking that. Uh, you know, I, I, I'll tell you, I don't know if it was the first one I've ever saw, like in a magazine. I don't recall that. But I do recall the first time I saw a naked woman on the movie screen. Ooh. My dad, okay, I was, I was, uh, I was in puberty. So I was uh, maybe 13, maybe 14 years old, right around there. Um, you were and in my, puberty. I, I, I've, I've never heard it put that way. What? You, you were in puberty. You mean you'd reached puberty? I was, I, I don't, what, yeah. You were in it? I was, I was, oh, I was, oh, I was in it. <laughs> I was in it sometimes three, four times a day. Uh, <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> but anyway, but anyway, my dad fought in the Battle of the Bulge. All right. Speaking of puberty. What does that have to do with anything? <laughs> the Bulge. Oh. Like a bulge in your pants. <laughs> your history books got banned, didn't they? Uh, so, my math books. <laughs> so my dad found the Battle of the Bulge, and there was a movie that came out 
And I think it's it started like Lee Marvin and uh, Tully Savalas. No, it wasn't Dirty Dozen. It was called The Bridge at Ramagan. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I think, I think Ben Gazzara was in it. Anyway, The Bridge at Ramagan. And my dad fought in the Battle of the Bulge. So this was a movie he wanted to see because it was sort of like part of his war experience, right? We're in a movie theater. We're in a movie theater and there was a nude scene, right? Where some soldier is, you know, getting it on with, I don't know, like, a, you know, one of the women of the French resistance or something. And, uh, and anyway, so there was, there was this nude scene. And I just remember seeing that on the screen and saying, ooh, I'm a big fan of the movies. Yeah. Speaking of which, okay, another another was a long way to go for that one. Another 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 uh, quick story like this. Okay, so fast forward years later, my nephew from Arizona is visiting, and we take him to the uh, and he's about the same age. He's probably about twelve or thirteen, something like that, right? Maybe he's he's in puberty at this point. right in that, in that ballpark. Yeah, right in that ballpark, and uh, we balls. take we take him to an an, an IMAX theater to see a documentary on the Anasazi Indians. All right. Boy, Which, what an awesome uncle you are. Well, because the so Anasazi Batman Indians, was sold out or something. <laughs> we were at the zoo. It was the IMAX theater. We went. Okay. So uh, uh, anyway, so uh, we, we go and uh, there and the Anasazi Indians, he lives in Arizona. So, the Anasazi Indians are from Arizona. So I thought, okay, this will be something to see, right? We'll go to the a thing in the Grand Canyon. And like the opening scene are these Native American women washing their clothes in the river. And they were washing their clothes because they weren't wearing any clothes. And you and here said... I am with, and here I am with my nephew on the IMAX screen looking at an eight-foot set of breasts. And you said, God, I love movies. And I just said, it was just so funny because I'm looking over at him and he's trying to look like, oh, I, I probably, I probably shouldn't get too excited about this. I'm here. I'm here with my family. I, I probably shouldn't get too excited. And I'm looking over and I'm just laughing. Yeah. So, so go back to the summer of 1989. I living with my grandmother, got another year left in college. It's like a Tuesday afternoon. She gives me $5 and she says, go down to the video store and get a baseball movie. Let's, let's watch a baseball movie. I, I'm in the mood for a good baseball movie. So I'm like, oh, grandma, great idea. So I walk down a couple of blocks away and I go to the video store and I come back with Bull Durham. And I pop it in and I'm watching Bull Durham with my grandmother. And about 10 minutes into the movie, I was like, oh, wait a minute, I forgot. I forgot. This, this movie's not a lot of baseball. So there's scene after scene after scene, and finally my grandma's like, "This isn't a really a this isn't a baseball movie, is it?" <laughs> well, my sisters were like, "What were you thinking?" I was like, "I wasn't thinking. I totally forgot." <laughs> but on the oh, but grandma, no, on the, on the on the picture on the cover, it looked like it was a baseball movie. It's a it's the that movie, watching that movie with your grandmother got a little weird. <laughs> oh God! Oh man! God, I love you. Yeah. Uh, oh, it's the um, the courts uh, uh, have ruled. Speaking about Florida and that, the courts have ruled. A federal judge in Florida says no more masks on public transportation. How do you feel about that? 
Um, well, uh, I feel like, um, why did it take him two and a half years to rule on this? Well, because the, in the height of the pandemic, they really needed to have that. Uh, the pandemic has sort of eased up a little bit now. So it's not, we're back in the, we're in an endemic, uh, phase. Well, no, right. Well, no, I get it. And, uh, you know, we really need to sort of transition to the fact that, COVID is going to be around for a while and it is going to be like the flu in that you should go and get your flu shot every year or your flu or your COVID booster. There are going to be people who say they don't get it. They're going to be people who get sick from COVID. They're going to be people who die of COVID and it's going to be like the flu in a sense. We're just going to have to live with it. Uh, yeah. And you know, if somebody dies, they die. I mean, I guess that's it. And right. as long as the hospitals aren't overcrowded and as long as it's not, you know, and, and, and I don't want to sound like an anti-masker, but if two people are in a room and one of them's wearing a mask, how much safer is the person wearing a mask because the other person is wearing a mask versus not wearing a mask? Well, you're, you're, you are safer if you're wearing the mask only because if, even if you, the virus gets through, the load will be smaller. So it, it, you are you are uh, a little bit safer, but you're right, and, and people don't know how to how to handle the mask properly. You know, so right because they're they're you know they they pull it down to put the peanuts in their mouth. Yeah, or they yeah. you know they then they're they're not wearing an N95 mask. And oddly enough, the weirdest thing about this this thing is, airplanes were one of the safest ways to to travel because of all the air filtration. You know, airplanes weren't the big super spreaders that everybody thought they were. Right. Right. You so know? now so. I travel on planes, on trains, on buses, and uh, not have to so wear a mask. I, I, you know what? If you want to wear a mask, knock yourself out. Oh, definitely, Just, yes. You know, but I, I, this whole mask mandate, even with kids in school, it's time to move on. You know, wear a mask if you want to. If you want the kid to, you know, learn through Zoom, fine. But don't force every other kid to sort of go through that nightmare. You see, I'm going to dis disagree with you somewhat on this, okay? Only because, only because, well, first of all, now that most people are vaccinated and the virus appears to be getting weaker, it does seem like, okay, so yeah, now it is more like the cold or the flu. It sucks, but it's not as deadly as it was before. Um. But I do think there are times when if, if, it, if it really gets bad, if there's another strain that's dangerous and the hospitals are getting overrun and, and people are dying at a higher rate anymore, I, I do think, you know, you got to have a mask mandate. You got to have it so that, you know, everybody's against mandates. Well, I don't know. I mean, if they're for, for people's safety, you know, what's, what's, the, what's the hassle? I don't, well, I don't... I, well, first of all, we have mandates. Like people don't, to want you to teach critical race theory. That's a mandate. Yeah. Uh, they, 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 right. They want to mandate you banning of these books and whatever else. But uh, this, this ruling was that the CDC cannot implement uh, a mandate, right? I don't know how, and I don't know when, but within the next five years, conservatives are going to want the CDC to mandate something. And, um, they're going to be upset by this ruling. I don't know how, and I don't know when, but in the next five years, you just know 
conservatives are going to want the CDC to mandate something. And people are going to be like, no, the CDC can't mandate anything. You watch. This will be turned on its ear within five years. And there always does seem to be uh, when somebody demands something like this, that it does come back to bite them in the butt somewhere down the line. Right, right. Yeah. 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 We, we, I mean, the cons- conservatives ha- have all sorts of mandates. They just don't call them mandates. They call them family values. Oh, okay. So now the women and the conservatives send your hate mail to contact at Becca and Millhaven.com. All right. Anything uh, else? Yeah. No, man, I'll tell you, it was sort of a, maybe the, the holiday. I don't know what it was. It just seemed like it was a, a, so kind of a slow week. Very slow week. I don't know if, I mean, I don't know. Or Very at least, or at least nothing new. Nothing. I got it. Nothing was slow. Just new, nothing new. I mean, the war in Ukraine is still going on. Uh, there's variations of that of what's happening. Uh, you got COVID is still around a little bit. And there's variations of that. You got some, you know, some political things happening in various states, but, uh, but otherwise, yeah, nothing like really new and, uh, you know, interesting. I have an, I have an interesting story for you. If you want to hear it, I would love to hear it. So, um, you know, good Friday was this last Friday, right? Yes. And, uh, you know, that Leonardo da Vinci painted the last supper, right? Yes. And he painted it in Milan and he painted it on a, on a wall in, uh, at a, in a, in a church setting. Right. And in, I was there this summer in Milan and I went and saw the painting of the last supper. Oh, wow. And, uh, Da Vinci used a new type of paint, right? It was a fresco. It was a new type of paint. And as soon as he was done, it started to fade. And so it, it was a terrible paint that he used that it faded almost immediately. Well, years later, um, it faded so much that they kind of like forgot that the Last Supper was painted on this wall. And it's a big, giant wall. It's like as big as like a small movie theater. Uh-huh. Um, and so in this monastery in Milan, they were they wanted to build a door to go into this room and so they got together and they decided that this is where the door was going to be and they you know broke through the wall and they opened a door well they had forgotten that uh leonardo da vinci drew the 16th chapel or the um the the last supper yeah on this wall so if you look at a picture of the Last Supper, you will see the outline of a door underneath Jesus because they poked a hole through the painting. And what they destroyed, they've since filled in the door, but you can see the outline of the transom and the, of the trim. It was his feet, because you can't see any other apostle's feet. You can only see his feet, and da Vinci painted them crossed like the impending doom that he was going to be, you know, hoisted up on the cross the next day. But somebody in, in their renovation busted through the wall, destroying the picture of the last supper. I did. not know that. See? I, also little... didn't know, I also didn't know that it was a big fresco. Uh, you know, cause I, I've seen the Mona Lisa and the Mona Lisa is, I mean, it's not like much bigger thing. than a postcard. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, so to see, you know, the Da Vinci did something on uh, the, uh, you know, a big fresco. 
Yeah, no, a big, I mean, a big, you know, it's like, you know, it, the, it's, a, you know, the goes, you know, 15, 16, 20 feet in the air and it, it ends, you know, maybe eight feet in the air. It, it's like a big, it's the size of a small movie theater if you go to one of those, you know, multiplexes. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. Oh, we're about done for today. We're about done for today. You got uh, an yeah, over and under? I do. I, I have an, I have an, I have an under. So do I. I, don't, I couldn't find an over. I really couldn't find an over. Uh, by the way, over under is a thing we do at the end of all of our podcasts where we pick a story that's been overreported and a story that's been underreported. I mean, I, I maybe I guess, I don't know, would it just be any news about COVID for an over just because COVID is, you know, been played to death so much that anything is an over? Would that be? I, I don't think there's, I don't think there's been any news in the last week and a half. I mean, it's kind just of been that way. Kind, of, kind of slow. All right, uh, you want to go first? Uh, what, the under? Under with my under then, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, I, I said the over was COVID, but yeah, whatever. Uh, under- do, we have a, do we have a sponsor for, for today's over? Uh, no, I don't, I don't have one. Do you have one? I have one. R&R Sanitation Porta Potties. Because when you really got to go, you really got to go. And sometimes you can't make it home and you lose that home field advantage and you got to go on the road. And if you don't see an R&R Sanitation Porta Potty, my recommendation, hold it. Or go in the woods. And if somebody comes up to you and says, we need porta potties for the event, the name to remember is RR Sanitation, 314 776 4000 or rnrportabletoilets.com. They really want your stinking business, RR Sanitation. If you don't live in St. Louis or are familiar with McGraw Millhaven, that is a real sponsor. That is a real business. That is not McGraw trying to just be clever and say, let's do an ad for porta potties. R&R Sanitation runs a lot of ads for porta-potties in St. Louis. They do. And uh, they've been a sponsor of the show for 15 years. It's a lot of porta-potties. Yeah. No job too big, no job too small. I mean, (laughs) (laughs) they're so good. They have little USB ports on the side when you're going to the bathroom. Do they really? No, they don't. Well, no, I mean, hey, I wouldn't surprise, you know. I mean, some of these porta potties. I've seen some porta potties that are yeah, no, yeah, no, luxurious. Pretty good. Yeah. A porta potty, at least, you know. <clears throat> All right, I'll go first. I'll go first with my with my over or my, my under. My my under report. You want to do under, underreported? I'll go first since yeah. it was my sponsor. All right, fine. And then you can go. All right. Um, because it was those stories and more. Right. This is this is the more. So my uh, over under is an under. And with all this talk of illegal voting and voter fraud and Donald Trump still not admitting that uh, he lost the election and them trying to decertify the election and all this talk about, um, you know, making sure it's safe to vote. I think the fact that former chief of staff to Donald Trump, Mark Meadows, is up on voter fraud charges for uh, registering to vote in a, uh, he, he, he registered to vote in a mobile home in a remote area of North Carolina, and he voted by absentee, and the man never lived there. So according to numerous reports, he no longer lives in North Carolina, never visited this mobile home, voted absentee, from this mobile home that he was never in. Hence the voter fraud. 
you know, I do think a lot of times it's uh, the ones that are like talking loudest about this sort of thing. It's kind of a he who smelled it, dealt it sort of a situation. I mean, it's like, who was that? Who was that Colorado minister that was so anti-gay yeah. that they found him snorting meth off a gay hooker's ass? <laughs> you know, that sort of thing. You know, Trump's have- chief of staff is up on charges of voter fraud. Why isn't that a bigger story? Well, because when you're looking at things that Trump's uh, administration did, eh, voter fraud, it's, eh, you know, it's kind of like, kind of like if you found out that Charles Manson got a ticket for jaywalking. You'd be like, eh, is that really that big a deal? But I mean, uh, he, it, it, they, they cut, and, you know, we got to find 9,000 votes. Well, you know, that's a form of voter fraud. Uh, that indeed it is. That indeed it is. Um, the, I think the most underreported story, <laughs> and after you actually gave like a legitimate one, I, I want to feel bad about this one. Can I, can I just preface this by saying I probably should have done like more show prep for my under over and under? Okay. Did you say that for every show? Yeah, I know, but I, this one. So, for my most underreported story is that America was ranked number 59 when it came to the size of men's penises. <laughs> and, and I want to blame McGraw for bringing down the rat, the average. That was a little harsh. Yeah, I know, I know. Um, um, the number one, okay, do, do, do you want to know who number one is? And then the, uh, as far as what country is number one? Uh, no, why don't you tell us? Well, I will. I thought maybe you I thought maybe you'd want to guess. China. No, it's not the Chinese, no. Japan. No, I think actually, actually, uh the US is number 59. Now Japan is 61, South Korea is 65, and China is 68. So we we beat Japan, we beat Japan, South Korea, and China. And hmm. yeah. Oh, by the way, McGraw, you're Irish, aren't you? Yes. I heard Ireland is number 70. Uh what about Germany? Uh, Germany is number 39. Oh, all right. So, uh, and, uh, but number one in the uh, list of, and I, this is like, uh, I'm embarrassed now that I'm telling this story. Number one is Ecuador. Number two is Cameroon. Number three is Bolivia. Number four is Sudan. And number five is Haiti. Boy, there, there's good news, bad news, isn't it? Hey, the good news is you're going to be really well endowed. The bad news, you're going to be living in Haiti. Uh, I don't Where did the, how, did they, how did they conduct this study? No one uh, ever asked me. No <laughs> one ever asked me. This, uh, this, is, this is from the, the Sun newspaper. Yeah. Oh, that's, that's the, the, so, the you know, uh, uh, the, uh, and let's see, what does it say where the, the poll, the poll of 86 nations revealed that French men's genitals are 6.20 inches in length, while Australia ranks 43rd at number 5.69. Uh, I mean, come on. How do they know that? Uh, it says your online pharmacy from Mars analyzed Google data from 86 countries to come up with the findings. You mean Google knows what size you are? Google knows everything. Man, they're smart. Yeah, Google knows everything. By the way, I now have I have a Google Assistant on my in my room now. Now it's looking up penis size on my Google in my kitchen. 
Hey, Google, cancel. Unbelievable. You know, this is a this 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 was a family podcast. Now we just lost our R and R sanitation porta potty sponsor. I'm sorry to hear that. Well, that <clears throat> ain't that the shits. Anyway, uh, should we should we just wrap this up and call it a day? Yeah, let's put a fork in it because we've been done for a while now. Uh, have yourself a great week. Uh, make sure to subscribe, like this podcast, spread the word, tell your friends. I know it's, you know, it's, it's, it's a little something different in the world. Something a little bit to hopefully entertain and inform you somewhere down the line. So spread the word. Let them know. Uh, every uh, Thursday, there's a brand new Becca and Millhaven. Uh, just saying. Have a good I'm Tom Becca. I'm McGraw Millhaven. Bye bye. Bye bye. A Huda Media Production.